Welcome to The Storytellers, the radio show and podcast that features those who choose to leave their mark on the world through the art of story. I'm your host, Grace Salmon. I look forward to our time together today. Now, let's meet our storyteller. Welcome to episode 73 of The Storyteller. And today we actually have storytellers. We're going to meet Hallie Ballow and Audie Grace, and they are building an empire. Their friendship began in the fifth grade, and they've been fairly inseparable since. Then COVID happened, and they thought, as a joke, that it would be time to write a novel. Hallie and Audie, welcome to The Storyteller's Microphone. Thank you for having us. It's great to have you. It's not often I get to say to my guests, so how was your day at school today? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, it was entertaining. (laughs) Tell us about your first novel, because we're going to talk about everything that's going on in your life, Empire to Earth and Back. So our first novel is about a group of kids from another planet who accidentally end up on Earth and if that's not bad enough, they end up getting chased by the FBI as they're trying to find their way home. And it comes all sorts of chaos and a really exciting adventure. And I've watched interviews of yours before. I've followed you on all the socials. How, what's the dynamic between the two of you as you write and build an empire beyond your book, Empire to Earth and Back? Um, our, our, I think our dynamic is different than any other i it's just very different we um we are always told that we are like twins and we're always asked if we're twins we're always on the same wavelength so when we write it we just kind of it's like we're one person Mm -hmm. but with like you get the best of both worlds um she's the nerdy (laughs) um grammar police yeah, and I like writing the action pack scenes and all of that. And then you, on the other hand, are the romance. I write all the, I deal with all the emotions. She deals with all the physical actions. Um, and it all ends up merging together like a little waterfall. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful imagery. So what's the response been to your book so far, both in social media and in terms of expectations you might have had for launching a novel at what I'm going to say is a relatively young age? Yeah, um, we were really excited to publish so young because we both always wanted to like accomplish something. And I've always been some very big on time and like wanting to do something now. And so um, I think our feedback from our socials and the people around us and at school is really, really great. You um, think? I think it's amazing. <laughs> it's we everything's been so positive. Yeah. Um, it's just we've been given so many big opportunities and we're just running with it it's we got a pretty bright future ahead yeah we had like people come up to us just like oh yeah congratulations on the book oh i saw you on a billboard and i'm like i never thought that would happen wait 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 they saw you on a billboard it was it was my mom's idea when we had our first book signing we um we had a little advertising on one of our billboards around town so yeah that was one of our things it was a little gift That's pretty amazing. So you uh, talked about your mom and that is an amazing gift because as we know, marketing is such an important part of writing our books. Uh, What's been the biggest help to you to make your book a reality? Um, Honestly, the people around us, we have had some great mentors and Hallie and I have learned from each other throughout this whole journey, which it wouldn't be possible if we didn't make all the mistakes that we did make and we're learning from all of them. Um, it's just 
basically we've had we've always had great support and all the support around us has motivated us to continue and just keep pushing yeah go big or go home (laughs) (laughs) um i think there's so much to learn uh in becoming an author there's certainly the grammar police that we need in hallie and there's all those other pieces but how did you learn all of the nuts and bolts of getting it up on social media getting it up in amazon how to market it uh all of those nuts and bolts well um we actually have some connections to a few author friends friends of my family specifically and um we heard about uh publishing on kindle direct publishing on amazon through um my my family's friend gene he's uh, another author who's published on there and it was just like we were still in the process of trying to figure out hey how are we going to publish this we know we want to publish at this point but we don't know if we want to do self-publishing or publishing uh, with a company and we kind of had narrowed it down to self-publishing because we knew we wanted control over our own process and we knew we wanted to have our hand in everything that we wanted to do and so we narrowed it down to that but we didn't know what we wanted to do yet and then we found kindle direct publishing and we realized that we could publish without paying a dime beforehand for the publishing part and then they would just take parts of the, um of the royalties for each book so we thought that was amazing so that's how we did that it's been a lot of like hearing things and research lots and lots of research um editing was lots of research publishing lots of research i don't know it was very it was a steep learning curve but we we did it and then for marketing that's your job yes i'm in charge of all social medias because this kid i had to force her onto social media and funny enough i run it i run all her social media accounts so she's not actually on social media it's me (laughs) um and i've always been big on social media um i'm very you know up to date with you know the teeny stuff and she is not i'm so, not yeah um she's our little bookworm like a little bookworm <laughs> person from the world and i just you know i'm out there so it's like you get the best of everything i've been told i live under a rock she so. knows <laughs> you know it's not, it's not a bad place and i wish <laughs> i had somebody who would be do all my social media for me so that's not <laughs> bad place at all. Um, So you're writing books in series. You Mm -hmm. have at least seven that you're thinking of from what I've heard from your other interviews. Uh, Why a series? Why seven? What's next in those series? So we wanted to do a series because, well, specifically for me, I knew I wanted to do a series because I fall in love with characters so easily and I always want more of the same characters. And it's the same when you make up characters like you put so much time and effort into these characters and I just wanted to continue a journey with my new favorite characters that I had been able to create um because they're kind of become like I like to call them either family or just people yelling and screaming in my head depending on the day and um it's just fun to always have them these specific characters in a storyline and keep that storyline going we also know we tend to get carried away when we write. We we write so much so all the time. So we knew it wasn't going to be able to fit into just one book. We knew we wanted to always continue our story because we always have so much to say. Um, when we were younger, we would always, uh, when we first met, we would write stories together. And the assignment would be to write a paragraph and we would write 10 pages. And the whole class would have to listen to our whole mini novel while they had only written like a paragraph. It was always... Um, there's either groans or laughs or anything, but you know, it was always entertaining for us and we always loved to write. So kind of just spread out (laughs) these characters. This, this book line is like our baby. Mm -hmm. So like, we want to 
give it to everyone as like its full potential. And um, there's there's so much to our storyline that it if we had one book, it would probably like be this big. <laughs> It'd be too big to even function. So book two is coming out just about a year after book one. So um, Audie, tell us about book two. Book two is, um, we officially are allowed to announce the title. It's called Empire at Esprit's Core. So basically where we leave book one, book one ends on a cliffhanger. And um, basically we pick up right from there, about right from there in book two. And you get to learn more about instead of, because book one takes place on Earth, this one more takes place back on Esperit, which is the original home planet. So you'll get to learn more about a lot of the questions that you might have had, definitely had, and you'll get to you'll get to learn even more questions. You're gonna, you're gonna have so much more. You're gonna, it's just yeah, that's progressive. That's our whole series thing. You you end with questions, you get your questions finally answered. And it's like oh wait, but but there's more now. I need to know what's this. So that's a big part of it. And then we also flush out more of our characters in our second book. Like we have some side characters that we're going to develop more into that we're excited with. So. And you'll learn a lot of new secret details about the whole <laughs> series. Yep. So you say you're now allowed to tell us what the topic is. Are you still with Kindle or have you signed with a different press? Oh, that was just our kind of own little thing. We're still with Kindle. We are thinking about bridging off into maybe other self-publishing companies. We're working on it. But we're not um, planning on doing anything with an actual publishing house yet. Uh, but once we had to figure out the title and we had to make sure it was going to be the title, make sure our storyline continued to stay with that. And it was like, okay, this is definitely the title. So now we are allowed to share the title. <laughs> so you've given yourself permission to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fair, fair. Well, that's we're <laughs> it talks about self-discipline. So um, you do a lot of, you know, what in our writing world is called world building. How did you build your world, both um, in terms of your characters and what they experience, but also in terms of the world that in book two we are actually going to go to? How did you do your world building and made sure that it is a viable world? Okay, I always love talking about this because a big part of the world of Esperit is uh, sustainability, and I am a huge um, advocate for environmental sustainability. And so we, on that note, we basically took everything that we didn't quite understand about Earth and kind of added it to Esperit and made our own world that made more sense in a way to us, with which still has some flaws like any other place. We wanted it to seem kind of like a false utopia where oh my god, all this stuff is fixed, they understand how to do this, they are so much more advanced, but at the same time, they have their own problems um, that need to be fixed and uh, explained more. And that was that was a big part of how we did our world building. And um, we have things like currency, and um, we have a whole other... So I think you might have frozen up. For just a second, let's see if you unfreeze so we can continue our episode. And um, I may need to reboot us here in the middle. There we go. You are back. Okay. <laughs> Did you get another phone call? No, no I'm not sure time. what happened that one. We found out that when we're recording, sometimes if a phone call comes in um, on one of the girls' phones, it uh, stops us up just for a minute. So it could yeah. be the snowstorm. You are in the middle of heavy snow in your area. So, yeah, um, very cool. so um, 
what we were talking about is, uh, you know, your world building and how do you know what's next in the novel? And um, Hallie, what you were talking about was you wanted it to be a false utopia. Where'd you get the sense of that? Um, well, I knew I wanted a world where I could like promote different things that I feel like I now have a voice to talk about, especially with environmental sustainability and um, advocating for that. But I also knew that we still needed a world that had struggles, that our characters could still have something, an antagonist, whether it, like it be people or just the world itself or the way um, the government set up or anything. We knew we, knew we needed roadblocks so that um, our characters could still have stories to develop and so that their, their backstories could also be rich with uh, character and everything like that. And speaking of characters, when we built our characters, that was one of the first things we did because we are such character people. We've always loved creating characters. And it's so funny because we're always very much on the same wavelength with that. We, we can come up with a name and we're like, oh, I love that name. And then all of a sudden we know exactly what that person looks like based off of their name. Because it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, I know. It's like reading each other's mind, knowing exactly... And then we also know exactly their personality, like right away. It's like, that's the name, that's the personality, that's what they look like. It was just really... And we mostly based off our, a lot of our characters are based off of the people around us, which I feel like for almost everyone that just happens naturally, mm -hmm. is you take little bits of the people around you and put them into a character because you want to, you know, give them that like actual real life feel. So uh, a lot of our characters are based off the people around us. Um, and it just kind of helped push us along. So you talked a little bit earlier about how one of you writes the action, one of you writes the romance, um, one of you does the marketing. Uh, obviously, there is not a boss of one or the other. But does somebody have more of a drive to see this project to next steps? Um, absolutely not. It's both of us 100%. My thing is, is I don't believe in 50-50. I believe in 100-100. And so this is both, this has been our thing for, since fifth grade, we knew we wanted to, we knew we had a passion for writing and now we've been fully expressing it and we are just running with it. And it, we both are so passionate for it. Um, everything, we'll, if one of us gets down, the other one's like, get back up and it, yeah. vice versa. We are picking each other up. If no one's allowed to slack, even when we do, you get back into it, you take your break and then you're back in. Um, it's, we have, we are too passionate for this to turn around. Do you have the same passion about things like high school, sports, any other passions that you have that you work so hard on? We are polar opposites. <laughs> um, we are, you would not, you would not expect us to be friends. She's the nerd. <laughs> I'm not. I am. Um, and, um, it's just, yeah, you would. It's it's, it's crazy how yeah, we we, are. we have different passions um, besides writing. Like I do mock trial and debate and that kind of thing. I also have been learning to code and all that. So yeah, I'm I'm the nerd. <laughs> She's the nerd. And then she, on the other hand, I'm like I'm I I'm all over the board. I'm big with music, uh, motocross, and um, I also I'm a preschool teacher. So I'm everywhere. There's lots of different things going on. <laughs> Now, um, you met when you were both in fifth grade. Do you go to the same school now? Yes, yes. we do. Yeah, so we, we, do we you bump into each other all day at school? Not as much as we'd like. We don't have any classes nope. together. We see each other in the hall occasionally. And but... we'll like walk, we'll walk around every once in a while. 
we don't see it's ever since high school we don't see each other as much Mm -hmm. um but we're still always you will always see us together (laughs) somehow we're always together (laughs) one way or another that's pretty awesome. So what is coming next? You've got another book coming out, but I've also heard you speak in interviews that this isn't just about books. So what else is on your plan for building your own empire? Well, um, right now we, so this series is our, and our beyond, we want it to be beyond a book, beyond everything. We want this to be in the world fully out there. Right now we are currently taking a toll into screenplay and screenwriting for a hopefully Netflix series, some type of series. <laughs> some sort of series. That. We're working on that. Um, and we've been talking with some people about um, different opportunities that we are taking on. Um, we want to hopefully turn our website, which is Ha Stories, into a publishing company to help um a potentially a publishing company and a teaching site for younger authors new authors anyone who to just get them into writing and just anything that they're passionate about just to just do it because where why start why start why procrastinate it when you can start now yeah because you don't know how long you have left on this earth (laughs) might as well do it now it's dark but it's, it's true we only have so much time and i said before i'm big on time and just is if you have the resources and you have an idea and a passion for it, just just do it now because like you can. Mm-hmm. So why wait? And so that's what our whole end goal is: is to inspire others, teach them, and entertain, of course. <laughs> so how do you get time? I think no matter what our ages is, time is the thing that is mm-hmm. most precious to all of us. Whether it's time on this planet or time to do all of the things that. Um, our school and our communities and our families demand of us, but also to write. So how? what's a typical balancing act for you both? To be honest, I have no clue how we do it. We both have such different schedules, um, especially with you starting teaching. And I have um, certain clubs that I go to. Um, I, I really don't know how we do it. We have so much on our plates already with school and everything else and family. Um, Somehow we make it work. But, but we always make it work. We, we do a lot of FaceTime calls and work remotely because that was what we had to do with our first book for during the COVID. So we just kind of got used to that. We would have a lot of late night calls and just working through then at disgusting hours of the night (laughs) like you don't tell your parents hours but it was just it was just when we had time whenever we had time like and sometimes we work separately because we we can pick off where someone left off or we're like we're really deep into writing something because the other person will always go back and edit always go back and read and always go back and add what they feel like they need and if we need to if we really really need to we can always delete so yeah that like once if you whole color yeah yeah if you have ideas we just write them down when we have the time Sometimes when we have breaks in class, we will do some writing in class, like anytime we have time. Do you use beta readers or editors at all? How are, how do you use those p- tools for you? We have a list of beta readers from our last book who um, most of, a good portion of them were bringing back. My mom was one of the main editors along with that helped Hallie because yeah. she gave, my mother is so picky and she <laughs> tore us apart. And we needed it. That was we, exactly what we needed. Yeah. We needed it yeah. so bad. And it it was perfect. It worked out. It was great. 
So those are important tools to have in our toolkit. One of the things that I've enjoyed as I follow you is you have um, identified things that you have learned as part of the process. One was to be flexible. Another was to argue things out. Do you have any other words of wisdom for us as we close out our interview for today? Um, uh, of course, just go for it. Go for your dreams, no matter how big it is. That's our biggest one. Um, and if you're passionate, go for it. Use this. At, we're using this as our voice. Find a way to use whatever you're passionate for for your own voice. Mm -hmm. um, and please argue it out. That yeah. one's a big one. That one Listen, is a big one. Don't wait and just wait till the other one gets over it. Just hash it out and then turn it into a joke. Like that's you, what we do every time. We're always like talking, 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 and then we're all angry. And then five seconds later, we're making each other laugh hysterically. We're falling off beds. Literally, it's it's you have to have a balance. <laughs> you can't just be. And you have to be open and willing to, and you have to be very open-minded because mm -hmm. you can't just be so overprotective. And we're always very overprotective of certain things, of course, but you need to just work it out. Well, those are all really important words of wisdom, regardless of where you are on the writing continuum or on the life continuum. And people can find out more about you at hastories.com. Yes. yes. Girls, thank you so much. I can't wait to learn more about you in book two and in the other five books and everything else, um, hopefully Netflix series and everything that will uh, come your way because of your hard work. Thanks for being on The Storytellers. Thank, thank you, you for, so having, for us. having us. Thanks to everybody who is listening. This is a copyrighted episode by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air, Global Radio Network. That concludes this episode of The Storytellers. I'm so glad you could be part of the story today. I hope you share the stories, tell your own, and come back for another episode. Because when our stories are told, everything changes. I'm Grace Salmon.